Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Drama Podcast. I'm very excited to have you. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, not gonna lie. Um, I'm not like the biggest talker, so speaking for um, 20 minutes or however long this episode ends up being is definitely a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So bear with me. (laughs) But no, I I think it's good because the only way that we learn and grow is through stepping out of our comfort zone. So there you go. Um, I hope everyone's having a great day or had a great day if you're listening to this in the evening. Um, Yeah, I'm currently enjoying my last evening of the holiday. I start uni again tomorrow for the second semester. Um, which I'm actually looking forward to, because it means that it gives me something to do again with my time. But yeah, so this week we are talking about social media. Um, I want to preface this by saying that I will primarily be talking about Instagram, since that is the platform that I have the most personal experience on. I don't have Facebook, nor Twitter, or a TikTok account, so I could only talk about those based on what I've heard from other people or based on commentary videos that I've watched on them. But yeah, I am really just going to be talking about Instagram, which I got when I was about 14. Um, Yeah, this was around the time where, I don't know, Instagram was like a really big thing. And I think I was like one of the last people in my grade to get an Instagram account when a friend basically pressured me into it. And I've been on it ever since. Um, I just deleted it off my phone for three or four weeks. I've only been on it for the last couple of days to primarily just help promote this podcast. But yeah, so I've definitely, you know, experienced some of the downsides of social media. But I've also experienced the upsides. So yeah, I'm going to be discussing those today. And then bringing all of that back to the question in the end, is social media a sustainable habit for us in the long run? But before fully diving into that discussion, I did want to mention or briefly talk about activism and performative activism. Um, Yeah, just keep in mind though, uh, I am a white person, so I'm talking about all of this through you know, my own lens, um, and that's it. So this summer after um, the murder of George Floyd, it seemed like everyone was suddenly an activist on Instagram, which I think was partially great because obviously the whole issue surrounding that specific event is so, so important. And I think that during that time, social media was really utilized well because I know that a lot of people were using the hashtag Black Lives Matter as a source of information about protests and events regarding the movement, myself included. And it was largely used also to educate people, um, since a lot of influencers and, I mean, people in general on the platform were sharing, you know, books and podcasts and articles all about the topic. So I think that's amazing. And we could really see 
how well social media could be used there. But on the flip side of that, I personally also saw what I would consider performative activism during that time. So for example, um, the people who have Instagram probably remember the whole Blackout Tuesday, where everyone was posting like a just a black tile, often with the hashtag Blackout Tuesday and hashtag Black Lives Matter. And although I do understand that this was something that a lot of people did out of solidarity and to raise awareness about the issue, um, like the intention was largely really good, and that's obviously good, but on the other side, those black tiles with the hashtag Black Lives Matter flooded that whole page and unintentionally drowned out a lot of posts that actually had information that people needed and you know, that used the hashtag to find that information. And I think there were also a lot of people who posted that black tile or, you know, generally who posted about what happened um, because they felt like, you know, just posting this one thing would mean their part for the Black Lives Matter movement was done and they just wanted to present themselves as anti-racist. And I think... You know, the thing is, and I brought this up on my Instagram as well on that day, that although the intention behind posting something like that is good, posting once about an issue does very, very little to help the actual movement. So I think we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing outside of social media to support a movement, whether that's Black Lives Matter or the LGBTQ plus rights or any other movement for equality and you know this is myself included I'm not perfect Um, I ask myself these questions as well so are you actually speaking about these issues with the people around you are you calling out family or friends when they make a problematic comment or an offensive joke that yeah just isn't in line with a movement that they might even be supporting on their platform. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. But now I think we'll get into the main discussion. Um, Yeah, so social media, I think we all know, is might not be the best for our health, especially looking at a screen. Um, You know, it can negatively affect your sleep. Um, your attention span, your memory. I read a few articles in preparation for this podcast and, you know, things that were coming up all the time as well was the effects that it has on your self-esteem and mental health and on human connection. And I think human connection is actually quite interesting because I would argue that before the pandemic, I think social media to an extent, negatively affected human connection because obviously, if we're looking at a screen, that kind of prevents us from having face-to-face conversations with other people. But I think during this pandemic, um, social media has positively influenced human connection because we can no longer really have those face-to-face conversations and interactions with people. So now we are resorting largely to social media to stay in touch with family and friends and I think that's great but yes mainly I'm going to be talking about mental health for the next little bit and I asked um I asked people who follow me on Instagram 
if social media has negatively affected their mental health. And 85% of the people who responded said yes. And then I asked as well, has social media affected your self-esteem? And 88% of the people who responded said yes. Um, yeah, and although like I don't have a huge amount of followers, I think maybe about 50 people responded. Thank you to those of you who did. Um, I think it's pretty clear here. We can already see social media isn't necessarily the best. So I asked for some people to send in specific examples of how they have been affected by Instagram um, or social media in general. So yeah, I'm just going to read out some of the responses and discuss some of them. So one of the things that someone said was that in the moment it can be really fun to, you know, be on Instagram or whatever platform, but then, you know, there's this moment where you kind of realize you're just stuck scrolling and that can feel not so great because it's just a bit of a waste of time. And I agree with this 100%, like this is the initial reason why I deleted Instagram for the past few weeks. Um, Yeah, I just felt like scrolling through Instagram took up a significant amount of my mental capacity and my energy and just a big chunk of time as well every day. And just like mindlessly scrolling through content that doesn't at the end of the day, at least in my experience, add very much to my life, just didn't feel like a great habit. So I deleted it. Um, Obviously, I'm back on it now, but I deleted it. And I felt like during that time where I wasn't on Instagram, I just had much more like mental energy for, you know, creative things and just doing things that actually made me feel good. So yeah, I recommend um, deleting Instagram for a bit if you can relate to that comment. Yeah, um, then a lot of people who responded mentioned how social media has impacted their body image and their sense of self-worth and their confidence. Um, Yeah, so for example, someone mentioned that seeing posts posts where someone says like oh I I ate so unhealthy today like I had bread for my cheat meal meal um makes them feel really guilty and then also these Instagram accounts that are centered around weight loss where um there's like pictures of people before and after losing a significant amount of weight and there's pictures of things like salad and fruit with the number of calories next to it are very triggering because Um, Yeah, the person who said this said that it makes them feel like everything will make them fat. And, you know, why should I be measuring the calories of a salad? Like, it's a salad. Um, Yeah, and then along those lines, somebody else said that it changed the way I view my own body. Um, It's one of the reasons why I lost a lot of weight. Um, Yeah, and personally... Um, relating to all of these comments, um, I think I'm I'm quite lucky that I've I've never really experienced this feeling before because I think I've you know been quite blessed in having a body that kind of naturally fits into the beauty standards that Instagram 
promotes all the time. But I can't imagine that, especially if you are someone who struggles with your relationship to food, it definitely wouldn't help um, seeing people who don't look like you or just have an unrealistic body shape. Um, And I think we just need to remember that like 99% of the pictures that we see on Instagram are, you know, like heavily edited and the lighting is always perfect and it's a perfect angle and the person is posing and flexing or whatever to make their body look as perfect as it can possibly be. Um, Yeah, and that's just obviously promoting a very unrealistic standard. Um, but yeah, then another person said that, um, I see people achieve things that make me question if I have achieved enough, like, am I even doing enough? And it makes me feel overall like I'm not good enough. Um, yeah. And I think along those lines, you know, people tend to post the highlights of their life on social media and, yeah, I, I, I've i experienced this as well, where I'm seeing all of these people doing so many things, and I think, wow, I've done nothing today. Like, yeah, it can be a little bit tough, that. Um, yeah, then another person mentioned pretty filters. And, yeah, I feel this one as well. Like, when you open the selfie camera on Instagram and you have a filter on, and you think, hey... I look pretty good. <laughs> um, but then you kind of take the filter off and it, it it's like a whole new face looking back at you. And I guess for me, um, you know, playing around with different filters, it does a lot of the time just change the proportions of your natural face. And I'm I'm wondering, like, is there something wrong with my natural face? And of course there isn't, you know. Everyone has a beautiful face and the filters are just, I don't know, what's the point of filters? Do we know? (laughs) Do we know what the point of them actually is? Um, Yeah, so what I try to do is just not use a filter. Um, Then the last answer that I'm going to mention in this podcast is um, this. So someone said, mental health seems to be normalized. It seems like everyone wants to have a mental health issue now and that affected me because I felt like I was just going with this trend and that my thoughts weren't actually real and that I was just pretending. Um, This response really stuck with me because I can personally really relate to it. Um, Yeah, I think although, although it's really good that mental health issues are being talked about more openly because obviously there is still quite a lot of stigma surrounding these issues, and talking about them makes people who do suffer with them feel less alone and like they could be open about it, and that's amazing. Like, that's really great. But um, I think a lot of people are starting to self-diagnose themselves with different disorders or issues, and I think that can be like quite problematic because it kind of uh, to me at least it feels like it diminishes the issue for the people who have actually been diagnosed with them and I say this 
um, from personal experience. So I am someone who has been diagnosed with anxiety by my therapist. And this isn't necessarily related directly to social media, but um, coincidentally, one of my psychology um, professors, I remember this so clearly, she was talking about um, exams, I think. And she was using the words stress and anxiety interchangeably throughout this lecture. And that really, really bothered me because she was saying something along the lines of like, a little bit of anxiety is good. A little bit of anxiety is helpful. And as someone who suffers, well, I don't want to use the word suffers because I feel like that's a bit dramatic, but as someone who deals with anxiety every single day, I can tell you a little bit of anxiety is not good. Like It doesn't feel good um, and it's not helpful at all. It's the opposite of helpful, really. So yeah, I think, I think it's um, a little bit of a slippery slope, like using vocabulary around mental health so casually, um, I think kind of diminishes, yeah, the people who have actually been diagnosed with them. Um, yeah. And I also think that social media sometimes glamorizes mental health issues, and I see this a lot on Tumblr, a lot less than, like, a few years ago, but, yeah, like, sometimes mental health issues are glamorized, and then it's like this, it's made out to be this, like, cool, trendy thing that people want to have because it's edgy or whatever, um, and I think that can also be, like, very dangerous, so, yeah, that I definitely relate to there, but yeah, then I also, um, asked people what are some positives of social media, um, and I got a lot less responses to this question than the previous one, but, um, yeah, I'll just go through them, so, someone said that social media can give you inspiration and it can be a source of motivation to keep going. Um, yeah, and then also social media can be really helpful for creative work, so it can help you get the foot your foot in the door. Um, yeah, it can also be really good to um, stay in touch with friends from all over the world that you can't otherwise really be in touch with anymore. You know, you can see what your friends are up to, which is great. I think that's fun. Um, yeah, and then another person said that I've seen a big change in social media the last few years. For example, more people are showing their bodies in more real ways and using different angles and sharing candid advice based on their experiences. And yeah, I, I've also seen this change in social media. I think we all have to an extent. Um, and yeah, I think this is really great when, um, yeah, people just share real photos, ones that haven't been heavily edited and heavily posed, and I, there's, um, one influencer, I can't remember her name now, 
but she she posts pictures where it's like mirror selfies for example where she's posing and then another picture that she took like a few seconds after that one where her body is fully relaxed and I think that's really really great because it acts as a little reminder like you know every picture is or not every picture but a lot of the pictures that we see on Instagram are just not accurate or not real depictions of what real bodies look like and yeah I think I think that's really great that more people are showing that um yeah and then another person said it's also good to keep in mind that people usually only share highlights of their life on social media um which I find inspirational and motivational now but I struggled with when I was younger So yeah, thank you to all the people that sent in your responses. I really appreciate it. Um, But yeah, I guess what I saw or what I am seeing is that there are or there seem to be a lot more negatives than there are positives to social media. So I guess my question is like, why, (laughs) why are people still using it? You know, why Why are we always on it? Um, and is there a way to use social media in a way that, um, yeah, doesn't make us feel shitty? Because um, I think at the end of the day, um, it's almost impossible to not spend a significant amount of time in front of the screen, whether that's for work or for entertainment when you have free time. Almost everyone is, you know, on some form of social media for a chunk of their day. So, yeah, I'm just wondering, is there any way to use social media in a way that isn't going to impact you negatively? And if so, what would that look like? Um, Yeah, so if you guys have any thoughts on that, feel free to, I don't know, leave leave a comment. Um, message me, I don't know, something like that. I would love to continue this conversation. Um, yeah, I guess my thoughts on that question is that I think, to an extent, it is impossible to avoid the negative parts of social media because I think they're everywhere. So, and by that I mean like, heavily edited photos that are just unrealistic. They're everywhere on Instagram, at least in my experience. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's very hard to avoid them. And I think if you are going to, you know, try and use social media in a way that's just beneficial for you, I think that would require a lot of just, like, awareness so if you're if you catch yourself like just scrolling mindlessly like are you going to stop scrolling or are you just going to continue because that's the easiest thing to do in that moment um yeah what kind of accounts are you following are you following accounts that promote body positivity and just good things rather than um yeah unattainable unrealistic things um 
yeah and also um, I guess I wanted to mention this that in regards to how much time you've spent on social media each day I know I've tried this or I do do this that I set myself like a time limit each day so once I have reached that time limit the app kind of gets not blocked but like closed (laughs) once that time limit gets reached but you can always say like ignore the time limit for one more minute or for 15 more minutes or for the rest of the day and it's just so easy to do that that I think setting even for me at least setting a time limit um yeah just isn't actually helpful like it doesn't actually prevent me from spending more time on social media so yeah those are those are my thoughts (laughs) um yeah I hope I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast if you did enjoy it I would really appreciate um a good review that helps my podcast get more recognition so if you enjoyed it feel free to leave a good review if you didn't enjoy it let me know what I can do better. This is obviously, you know, my first podcast. I'm not a professional <laughs> talker. So if you have any recommendations of what I could do better next time, please let me know. Um, and yeah, I hope you will tune in for the next episode, which I am aiming to be up on the next Monday. So I'm aiming to upload every Monday morning, um, yeah, hopefully, I'll see you then. And it goes a little yeah. something like...